Welcome to the Creature Cast, the official console creatures podcast. My name is David Petrangelo, and I'll be one of your hosts for this journey into all things video games. Once again, it's my pleasure to say hello to my fellow writers and podcasters. Steve, how are you, man? I'm doing very well. How are you, buddy? I'm okay. As we discussed before we hit record, I am uh, in zombie mode. I'm quite tired today, but uh, hey, you know what? Seems to be our story every Wednesday somehow. I don't know. I don't know what it is about Wednesdays with us. So sorry, everybody, but we're uh, constantly tired. <laughs> it's hump day, you know. That's what they call it, right? So yeah, it makes exactly. sense. Yeah, gotta gotta get over that. So, uh, Bobby, how about you, man? How are you? I am. That's all I got. I got nothing. Oh, right. I was waiting just... for it. I was waiting for the <laughs> mic, the the little drop. I am just. <laughs> here i'm i'm here i i am Bobby. i'm in the moment <laughs> i am Bobby. in the moment I yes the in moment. the moment there we go i am <laughs> dealing with holiday burnout like we all are because it's yeah just so much honestly happening. it's it's ramping up really fast our, our end of year stuff is ramping up really fast too um yep. you know we're gonna have our, our game of the year discussion coming up in the next uh, little bit as well we're gonna choose the console creature game of the year as well like there's gonna be lots sort of go through here holiday gift guides are out there including the one on console creatures so we have lots of stuff to to sort of sift through but uh before we do sort of narrow down our game of the year choices there's some stuff that we've been playing over the last couple of weeks since we've had this discussion as a group um steve i want to start with you uh what's uh, one of the games you've been playing uh in the last little bit yeah, I mean, I guess the last time we were all together, we were kind of talking about the the news that The Witcher 3, the next-gen update, was was on the horizon. Well, now the horizon's here, and I've uh, had the chance to start playing it. Um, as of recording, it's publicly available, so people who have The Witcher 3 can go download the new patch and everything uh, for free. Um, but man, I, I said it before, and I'll say it again, this game is awesome, and... <laughs> I am fully prepared to be spending my entire holiday just investing more time into this game. All right. Um, I, I had the feeling I already, yeah, you know, in the previous episodes I talked about, you know, kind of kind of toying with the idea like, okay, now that, you know, we get the, the 4K textures, improved uh, frame rates and everything, go back in, kind of re-experience this game that I haven't played for years at this point. Um, yeah. And as soon as like the opening credits started and you get the the opening cinematics and you see Geralt and I was like oh man like I'm getting like little flashbacks of okay I remember this this moment this moment and so far I'm about like five hours into my replay and yeah those little okay. touchstones are just kind of like fueling this replay of like okay now I'm now I'm back at the end I remember this kind of like you know trying to try to de de-escalate this this bar fight and everything like it's just so many great moments just in the beginning of this game that uh, I remember, and yeah, specifically talking about this next gen update, I I feel like a lot of it is very very good. I think okay. much like a lot of these uh, new uh, next gen updates and everything, they do bring the if you're gonna play it, this is the best kind of version of the game, kind of you know archetype, and that that's very much true for for The Witcher Three. It's a very old game, so it's not gonna redefine how the game plays per se. I still like. Now, all these years removed, I do find that the the combat is a little bit jarring. The 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 mechanics mm -hmm. of you know, bringing the the uh, the swords and everything, and uh, bringing up your your uh, your magic and, and everything does feel a little bit dated. But the way the game's presented feels so much in tune with oh, this is a next gen version of the game. I mean, okay. I don't know if you guys can can relate to the sentiment, but like a lot of games where I go in and, you know, you get the option for performance mode or fidelity mode, you hit the, the performance and I don't see a huge decrease in the fidelity, like going down from like 4K to 1080. I'm like, okay, well, yeah. it's still very presentable and everything. Witcher is the one where like I can notice it. Like if you have oh, okay. 4K on... It's gorgeous. The okay. the the lighting effects, the shadow, the contrast, everything about the character models all look very much 4K like by the book. What are you uh, what are you playing it on? So that's the thing. So I, okay. I was enjoying that for you know a couple hours and everything. I was like, I gotta check out performance mode and go up to that 60 frames per sure. second. And that is where this next gen update exceeds like all my expectations the fact that this game is playing at 60 frames like a, a solid 60 frames it's smooth the only thing is that you can see that um that de-escalation of its its fidelity like it does okay. very look like an older game that way okay. um 
So yeah, I, I do feel like now we're at a point where like you are hitting that concession point where it doesn't look as pretty, but it just plays so much better now. So right, right. So it's it's sort of like like it's been what at least it's I mean it's been two years since these the latest generation of consoles came out, right? Right. And it, it was weird for about a year and a half, I would say, for us to call it next gen because everything has been cross. And you know, God of yeah. War is a perfect example where you know it feels like it's a PS5 game, but is it really? Like, there's that sort of discussion that's been going on, and like something like this makes me feel like okay. We're at that point removed from when this game came out in the previous gen to what it is now, where we're starting to really feel and, and notice uh, differences, whether it's how smooth things are, whether it's how they look, like all those combinations of things. So maybe it's like, are, are we like defining the end of 2022 to be like, OK, now it's like everything has to be called the next gen if it's out on this. <laughs> I think so. And and specifically talking about the, the Witcher 3, I think that it's as close to almost like um a remaster without yeah. being a remaster because of how how good the game does look in comparison to how it did like seven years ago okay. um, which i guess is a testament to just cd project red just providing a free update for the game rather than you know another game of the year edition or something like mm -hmm. that um so so kudos to them although i will say like that's that's been kind of the narrative for witcher 3 ever since day one where they came out with all this free content and everything so it's not surprising that uh they provided this I mean, it did take quite a while, so I'll give them, you know, I'll I'll say that. But I, sure. honestly, I'm I'm impressed. I overall, I am very impressed. I will say though, because I am playing it on Xbox, I can't speak to the the haptics and everything for the Dual Sense. Right, I would be very right. interested to hear someone's opinion on uh, how that plays into it, because I feel like, yeah, with the the adaptive triggers and everything for swinging the blades and stuff, that would be really cool. If uh, yeah, that'd be interesting. Wall. Yeah, no. I still haven't um I still haven't explored too much of that with my PS5 cuz God of War doesn't have a ton of it which, you know, I think we discussed briefly is totally fine. And um is it uh, what what's the what's the game that's included is Astrobot is that the right? Yeah, yeah the that's right the one. Game? I I haven't explored that yet. I just want to get through uh God of War first, but like I want to I want to know what that's like and you know, what if they if they implemented that into this game that's that's interesting. That's something new that they yeah. can definitely bring to the table. So um, and Steve, you have another game uh, on there that uh, I'm very excited to hear about. I've, I've heard quite a bit about it over the last, I think, week since it's been out, week and a bit. Um, right. Tell me about uh, tell me about Midnight Suns. Absolutely, I will. Yeah, uh, I guess this uh, all comes off the heels of you know the obsession that was and kind of still is Marvel uh, Marvel Snap. Uh, yes. I, I couldn't <laughs> kick the the monkey off my back for more Marvel content in my life. So. Um, yeah, after a lot of like trepidation and kind of uncertainty of like if I would like this game, I started playing Marvel's Midnight Suns and the first couple hours, again, like prefacing, I don't like card-based, turn-based <laughs> games, so right off the bat, wasn't really thinking that I was going to feel this and also like I'm not a big fan of uh like XCOM games specifically, so putting like <gasps> no, that, Steve, know, no. Know, so putting all that together, <laughs> I was like Everything is working against Marvel or Midnight Suns' favor, but I love the the Marvel universe. I love Midnight yeah, Suns specifically sure. in in the comics and everything. So I was like, okay, I, I gotta at least give it the shot. First two hours is like, okay, it's kind of slow, a lot of setup, a lot of tutorials and everything. But as soon as the games, there's a pop up on the screen that says, "And now the tutorial is done." I'm prefacing, like you know, paraphrasing, but uh, <laughs> basically that's what's up here. Really? Is that essentially it's just like the tutorial is done you can go and explore this like abbey which is where you do like all the social events and everything uh, okay. in between missions and as soon as that moment ha uh, happened i was like i really enjoy this game like to the point where like it, it, it i'm i'm probably i would say like 12 hours in and ha having an absolute blast i think it's an easy pop in pop out kind of game uh, if you don't have that time commitment uh, you can go in, spend a couple hours, uh, run a couple missions, do all the social aspects of it. But honestly, the the card-based mechanics, I, I think, is really interesting. Having a, uh, Going into a battle and having the cards appear on screen, um, and you can edit the deck for each, each character, but having them appear on screen, you're supposed to like strategically, okay, I'm going to pick this one for Ghost Rider, pair that with uh, Iron Man's for the next turn, and then maybe the Hunters. Sort of like a loadout, almost? Like, is that kind of idea or uh, it, well you're picking each turn you have three cards that you can select um okay. and that's basically you you get three 
three actions for each turn, if that makes sense. So three attacks, three defensive things, okay. you know, um, and then it goes on to the enemy side and then vice versa. And again, for someone who doesn't okay. like turn-based mechanics, it, it flows really rapidly to the point where like it doesn't feel super turn-based where it's like, I attack, now the enemy attacks and it's the super prolonged yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> animation of them like punching me in the face while Which I'm just Which is essentially were... what XCOM is and a lot of yeah. the, the, main, the main, I guess, crew of people created those couple of XCOM games that have come out have now moved on to to make this so exactly um, and that's, that's where it, the it feels from, a yeah. lot more absolutely it feels a lot more uh, speedy in that way so I'm I'm enjoying it uh, for what it is um I know like you know reservations aside I think that it's really meshing well with me and just the story itself it's awesome the only downside is that it looks like an Xbox 360 game <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no like it 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 is honestly the the only part where I'm like, man, these characters like the dialogue's coming. Their mouths are hardly moving. They, they like there's no detail in their costumes or skins. It's just like one. You know what that reminds me of is um, because like it's specifically a Marvel game. Is I love those Ultimate Alliance games, and that's what those were like. Everyone was sure. very like not that animated, but it was just enough to be like, okay, we're doing this as a crew. We're going in. We're doing the fights and whatever. But then when it came to like talking. And story beats, the quote unquote story beats in those games, yep. it was like, okay, I, I guess that's what Spider Man's saying, or I guess that's what Tony Stark is saying. Like, I, yep. you know, like it, not that you can see Spider Man's face necessarily, but like those characters where you could see their face, you know, Rogue yep. or whoever else, like Blade, like it was just, okay, but that was 12, 15 years ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it is unfortunate because you have so many uh, interesting characters together doing huge like set pieces yeah. and all this, and you can you can uh, customize their their outfits too. Like you can like there's one uh, nice. awesome Iron Man suit that looks like a, like a Templar knight kind of thing, Ooh. but it just doesn't look all that good. Like it's supposed to be badass <laughs> on the screen. There there was one scene uh, that I just played the other night where. Um, uh, Captain America joins the the, the team and they're, you're up on the, the Avengers Tower and he's throwing his shield and is ricocheting off helicopters. But the helicopters are like so stagnant that they're like <laughs> just into a building. I was like, oh, man, like I honestly wish that this had the the visual fidelity and everything that Marvel's Avengers does, because I feel like that would have been the best of both worlds. Bring the. The combat and everything and the, the mechanics of Midnight Sense pair with the visuals of Marvel's Avengers, that would have been a match made in heaven. Or Guardians of the Galaxy was an awesome or even game. That, like that game yeah. is, is just flashy as hell. It's such a good yeah. looking game. Uh, or or just make a brand new Ultimate Alliance that we all want. Or, or, that. or speaking of <laughs> or Ultimate that. Alliance, yes. Just make a new Ultimate Alliance. I'm down with that. The last yeah. one oh my great. god, man. Those games are amazing. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love those games. But yeah. Um, yeah so I, I'm surprised. So some of the oh, characters wow. and and those details are not great, but like when action happens, like in the fight, like during those instances, does it look a little bit better, or does it sort of feel like okay, I'm just doing it because the mechanics of the game are good, or is it actually cool to see these actions happening and play out? I I think the selling points for me right now are the the gameplay and the social interactions at the Abbey afterwards, like in between okay. each mission, you get these like really awesome interactions between Hunter, uh, the, uh, like the created character kind of thing. And all these characters, you're building friendships, you're, you're doing little missions for them. You're, you're helping them out. I think those are the real selling points. Cause even in the battle, like as you're, you're fighting and everything, it doesn't look great, but that's okay. In my opinion, like I'm, I'm okay stepping away and be like it, it looks like a dated game because it is so fun and interesting to me the story is so interesting to me so yeah all right it's just cool. unfortunate right. that it's not like the full package yeah, yeah 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 i mean it is what it is at least you're having fun playing it and there's exactly. there's definitely lots of of positive to take away as you've been saying so that's good. absolutely um yeah. bobby you got a couple games on your list let's talk about them because uh we got a couple reviews up about, about them as well uh start which with with everyone whichever one you want Let's start with the the. I don't even know. They're both incredible. So let's start with Need for Speed because Need they're for Speed both incredible. Steve, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, they are. I mean, one is very specific. Actually, they're they're very specific games, very genre specific. So mm -hmm. like, right, these are made for specific people. But Need for Speed Unbound is probably the best Need for Speed in like 12, 12 years, and that's, that's amazing. It's been a long time. And I was saying this yeah. on um, PlayStation Drive. It's 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 just incredible what they've done with it like criterion is back they've 
reworked the formula. They've created this whole new iteration of Need for Speed Underground that feels like it belongs where it, in this generation of games. Like it looks incredible. The anime style is not for everybody, but I think it kind of works. Like the cars are very photorealistic, and then you have these anime avatars that are really corny because they talk like characters of people. <laughs> It's so corny just hearing them talk about like taking selfies with their cars and like racing for slips, and it's it, it it's it's cheesy. It's like an it, they even make fun of uh, Fast and Furious saying, yes. what, what do you have? yeah, they're like what what's what's the point of having cars if you don't have family?" And I'm like, "This is just like the kind of stuff <laughs> I want from Need for Speed because it's not Forza Horizon, it's not Gran Turismo, it's it's Need for Speed. Like I just want to race fast cars." as fast as I can through a city while I'm having cops chase me. Like that's what I'm right. getting from this game. Right. And it takes place over a month, I think. So like you're playing week one with like the worst cars available in the game and then you're building up your your funds and your, oh, your reputation. Cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then by week one you're you know you're at level hot five heat and you have cops surrounding you at all times. So you're like racing through the city, but you're at the same time you're you're ducking and diving through tunnels and like ravines and construction sites to hide from cops while you know making sure they don't bust you because once they bust you your whole your whole your whatever you like your whole bank is gone so basically if you get busted you lose everything you're in that night and you go back mm-hmm. to day one so it's like it's it's mm-hmm. not worth getting busted but like it's a good gameplay cycle so you during the day you do challenges you do some easy races and that night is when all the fun comes out where it's like you go to these specific sites you complete three or four different events and then you go back to your garage for the next week to start and i I think it's like the most intimidating game because it's hard it's actually a really hard game it's like a souls level hard game i'm not even joking really Jeez. i've been on 45 minute car chases because these police will not what? Let they, they, <laughs> oh my god there are points where there's seven cops chasing you and and from all sides they will just attack you you will they will shred your car to pieces and you have no chance of surviving because Oh man! There's there's Corvettes, there's Camaros, and there's like a four wheel drive uh, pickup truck that just blasts you across the, the country because it like it rams you and you go flying and your car just gets critical damage and you're done. And that's it. And then that's like that's, that's like I guess the same as getting getting but caught. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have these moments of like brilliance where you're just like racing and you can like tap the brake and you just drift just enough to get a ride away from them. And you can duck under like a like a cover to hide from them. And like there's helicopters following you, but if you get cover, like you're you're obviously safe. But like it's intimidating just going to deal with these cops because I'm not gonna well, say there... I ever, I'm not gonna say I ever raced when I was younger because I'm not gonna admit that. <laughs> yeah, but like it's it it, it it feels realistic. Is um <laughs> I, I guess it's uh uh you know th- there's stakes to all of these races. Like it really feels like what you're doing has stakes it's not just let's go and see how crazy the crash could be if i didn't if i didn't win the race well at least i got a crazy crash and i can hit restart like you're really trying to survive and really trying to win the race at the same time because like you have to like you game. said you just like you but everything gets busted like you're 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 going back a couple of steps if if you don't succeed you also have limited retries so you have like four retries oh wow so, yeah they 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 really figured it out because like Huh. That was the one, the one thing that made this game, you know, a little bit less, I don't know, definitive. I could just restart the the match, but now it's just like I have four chances. So do I want to wait now or do you want to save it for a more important race? So, sounds and intense, but it sounds it's so intense. At like the it's same great. Time. Like it's it's, yeah. it's it's so well thought out. It, it, obviously it's so corny. Like that's just need for speed's thing, but like yeah. <laughs> the cars themselves are incredible. Like you're I've been spending more time with one car than any other game in the series. Mm-hmm. Like I've literally built it from scratch. It's my car. I've oh, put that's very cool. all this money into it. It I I post on Twitter. You can see what's my my fair lady two forty and it's just this beautiful matte black dropped pistol. Like it shoots so fast off the runway. Like it's so <laughs> fast. It's incredible. The only thing I hate about this game is there's no photo mode. It's so bare bones. It's just oh, like, they had this be... perfect opportunity. Yeah. Exactly right. It, photo mode should be included in every game with a oh, sweet car games. Here. Car games are perfect for that. I mean, you literally you are you are driving a showcase for what you're exactly. busting your ass to to get right. Like, and there's nothing sure. available. Like, you have like mm. three settings. And that's it. Mm. And it's like maybe they'll update it in the future, but like right now, it's just like I want to take pictures of my car. 
I can do that, but it's not fun. It's not like I can like spend forty minutes same. getting the perfect shot. It's just like I can take a quick snap and go back to racing, and it's it's not it's not intuitive at all. It's just it's it, it feels like a waste. Like something they added in the last second because they knew somebody wanted it. <laughs> and if it just feels like yeah it was like an afterthought but. well god of war added a photo mode i think last week or this week uh yeah, they could do it week. with this yeah they could do it with this you know they can they but like but this yeah. one here they just need to add more like god of war didn't even have it so like yeah. right, thing is, right. we all finished the game now it's like we're all done with it and like i just redownloaded just to take photos I still haven't done right. that. So it's like yeah it's just like you should have it from the beginning i understand like it's a big process and all that but like sure sure Every game this this generation has had a photo mode. People want it, so just include it. Yeah. I know it, that's easier said than done, but like, still that I, that's just an argument that's, to that's, have that's it. It's a higher sure. priority for yeah. me because like people want these yeah. things. Like it's just put it put it in the into the, the, the whatever the mix. And above all else, it's free marketing. It's free marketing. Mm-hmm. Like your photo mode is is the way to just be like, oh yeah, my game looks this pretty, and everyone's gonna show it off. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I tell you one thing. I I uh, turned on my PS5 and I was like, why is there this like, I don't know what it was, four gig update or something like that yeah. for God of War. And I, I'm still playing. I'm still not finished yet. But I was like, oh, man, now I got to wait for this thing to download. Yeah, I know. I'm impatient. It took like six minutes, whatever. Um, and then as I was doing, I'm scrolling through social media. I'm like, oh, there's a photo mode now. Sweet. What did I do? The first thing I did before I even continued my mission where I left off, I started snapping pictures of a couple of, couple of the settings I was in. I'm like, all right, cool. I, I don't love that stuff. But like you said, that 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 was it was fun. It was cool yeah. to do. It's fun to do, even if it's not being posted or whatever. It's just for you. Like, sure. Yeah. Easier said than done, like, like you said, Bobby. But at the same time, like, I think something like a racing game, like when you are literally customizing your car like that, it's different. Like, I think you have investment in that vehicle. You have investment in your character is kind of is your car. Right. So I feel like there's more care that you want to put into that. So I I, I I can see that. Like I have some nice cars in my garage. It's like they just sit there. Yeah. And the the models are gorgeous. That's the thing. Like these cars look Mm. so good. It's like, why don't you want people to take pictures of them? Yeah. Yeah. No well, maybe it'll, maybe it'll be nothing. on its way. Yeah, Hopefully, maybe, maybe like, honestly, it. the game maybe. is good. It's selling well for what for even without marketing because there's no marketing. This was like out. no market. Yeah, but <laughs> it's doing well, amazing. and I hope they like EA sees that and I hope Criterion gets to make another one because like they have something that Forza doesn't have, and it's just this like this. They they nail the arcade aspect of it. Like it's nice. Forza Horizon is incredible. Like don't get me wrong, but like Need for Speed has just this very specific thing, and it they do it so well. And I can't ever see Forza rep, like replicating just because it, it's Need for Speed's niche. It's it's in their blood. They they have yeah. this very great thing where they can put a city together, and they can put cops in there, and they can let you play around with like cops and robbers. It, it's cool. Well, I, th- I think that's also. You know, the the differentiating factor there is that Need for Speed is like a street racer, while Forza is just open world. Like a lot of it is more of like the, the open fields and vistas and, and horizon and everything. Yeah. Need for Speed is about being in that city and like, you know, whipping around a corner and, and going through like, you know, tunnels and, and, and all that. It, yeah, it it's difference. interesting. It's it's like it's because Criterion's burnout, right? If I'm not mistaken, yeah. they're they're like, yeah, so. You know, they have lots of experience bringing that to life, and this is just their next step in making that happen. And it feels like the next evolution of, of Burnout. Like, it is a Burnout game in everything Sweet. but name. But, yeah, Sweet. it just if it, it feels like it just needs the support of the studios that are developing it, and they just need the word of mouth because, like, I hope it, it continues. It's just such a great yeah. niche you know, franchise like it's not Forza took took their bread, but now they yeah. still have this, they still have like their 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 slice their slice they can eat because they, they they deserve it like they're a good it's a good brand it's a good studio I mean they just they need to just iterate now just make it mm-hmm. better. Um, and what else you got, Bobby? What's uh, what's the other game on your list here? The other one is Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion, and cool. I know Steve is starting it soon, and I've finished it twice now and it is one of the best final fantasy sequels i've ever played it how is, long is it uh 
if you do everything like 40 hours, critical yeah. path like 20. I mean, the thing is with this game is you have to do the, the side stuff because it ties directly into earning more materia, earning better weapons, earning That's fine. more. But yeah, yeah, you basically have to. It, it, they build, you're you're a soldier, like you're this elite elite, you know, weapon, and you have to take these jobs on to earn money, earn gotcha. materia, and just you know upgrade your stuff. But like it, it, it is all hundred percent a game from twenty two thousand seven, whatever it was, whenever it launched. Like it is yeah. just just playing it. It feels like it 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 is a PSP game. Like you you can see, like the game is broken up into such small little chunks that it. it it, it feels like it's just blown up onto a big screen now. So you like go into one 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 area. There's like three enemies. You fight them. You go. You load into another area. Do it rinse and repeat every single time. Right. Gotcha. Right. And then the side missions are literally you accept the mission, appear in a cave, fight three enemies, grab two treasure chest, fight the little mini boss, and go back. And it's like three minutes. <laughs> They're so short. They're incredible. Like you just, and you earn some really great rewards. But like it. Generally, basically, what I'm saying is you have to play this game because it is crucial to Final Fantasy VII Remake. They're clearly taking what they had from 2007 and putting it here because yeah. there was a cliffhanger at Final Fantasy VII Remake, the ending, that mm-hmm. ties directly into this character. And Zach Fair is a very important character, even if he didn't have a big part in the original Final Fantasy VII. Sure. And now you're, everyone's going to experience why he's so important because he's such a lovable mm-hmm. goof. He is such a good hearted person it's cool to see this character again but like knowing what you know what happens to him it's it, it is a depressing story the way it ends is very disappointing but like i mean that's one of the best things that's why this game is so loved it's just it's got everything it's got drama it's got comedy it's got action and it, it it's just a weebo game sure uh i mean speaking for myself aside from the fact that i know it's like critically praised and everything i've heard all the great things about you know the the story and how how integral it ties into you know the original game for me someone who loved remake seven remake so much and have fully committed to the idea of like playing through the story and actually you know experiencing it for the first time that's why i'm here for for reunion is that you know i want to not only experience the story that is so Oh, I'm 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 down with ham, you know. Uh, I I love a good ham. You'll see. Like, there's some there's some very cringe dialogue. It's just like, oh my god, who wrote this? Who got the approval to write this? Because sure. it is night and day. It is so different from the writing that we have today. Yeah, it doesn't feel natural. The writing's not as natural. It doesn't feel like things people would say. And talking about honor and being a hero and just like who talks like that but like it <laughs> fits into the narrative it fits into this character because it's just sure. like his whole dream was to be a beloved hero and that's his whole thing but like zach fair is a cool character i mean he's got very t- close ties with the cloud and sephiroth so it's like it's cool to see him get his moment in the spotlight again right but i have one little gripe with this game and it's obviously no one's fault but the voice actor for Zach is not the best. I mean, he's hard to compare to the original Zach Fair from 2007. Uh, Rick Gomez, who's been in a bunch of Final Fantasy games, like he took this character and ran with it. And he's like the peak performance. Like he is Zach to his core. Just his night and day. It's like a night and day difference. Like it, and once, like he has like this mature bravitas behind them like he just like the way he talks might be goofy and stupid and silly but like clearly he he comes from a good place and then you hear this new take and it just he sounds like a like a doofus and <laughs> it, it it brings the experience down but like it obviously not the voice actor's fault i just think he was miscast yeah but other bad. than that yeah the other the entire cast is amazing other than that like that's my one thing they recast in the entire roster of characters but like mm they stick out on me like they're amazing like sephiroth a lot more nuanced now like he's intimidating i don't know if you guys have a lot of history of with sephiroth's character but he is very very intimidating when he gets pissed off okay dope and this is yeah yeah and then crisis core basically just like it, it dives into like what happened to him like it shows you a different side of sephiroth i mean you only know him from remake and that's only one side of him but seeing yeah. him in the original og ff7 
then Advent Children, and then seeing him here, it's it kind of you see his 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 arc where he was, where he is, and what happened to him after, and it's it's cool to see him socializing, being a normal person because it, it's not the side you 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 see of him normal. Normally, he's just on a mission to kill everything and destroy the world, and this is more like a lighthearted take on Sephiroth, where he's just all business. He's a soldier. Yep. And yeah, it's great. Great game all around. It's it's definitely recommended. I mean, if you've never played Fallen Fantasy Seven, play that first, but then then that's, come that's here. That's me. That's me. <laughs> you guys convinced me that that Seven remake should be on the list, and it's like I, I need to narrow it, it, down. It's a great game. It is a great is. game. Like honestly, yeah. it, they what they did. Like, and the thing is, I, I have told everybody, it's not a remake. It's a sequel. It is a sequel to Fallen Fantasy Seven. There is a right. reason why I say that, and it it. I think what they're doing is they're correcting the issues or the, I didn't say the issues, the wrongs they made in the, in the first game. And I, and people are torn about it. Like I, I like what they're doing, but there I've seen people say it's ruining the legacy of the game, but who cares about that? Because you know what? It's still there. You can go play it whenever you yep. want. That's right. Yeah. It's, now you can, play, yeah. you can play a game that the original creators have approved and they're, 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 they're working on it and Square Enix obviously agrees with what they're doing. So let's see what they do with it because if you don't like yep. it, you can go play your, your OG FF7 wherever you want it now. Well, well, between Remake and Crisis Core, I mean, like it, it's, it seems like it's largely both of them have been praised. So I, I don't see, you know, I know Crisis Core is sort of a, a remake of, of sorts, right? But like, you know, seven remake is I, everything I see about is positive. I don't, I don't, you know, there's, there's always going to be some people that don't, don't enjoy, but like, you know, I, I'm convinced that I need to play these games <laughs> and I just don't I, know which, which thing I'm going to narrow down to. So I'm going to look for, yeah, I'm going to look, I'm going to look for seven remake. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be on sale somewhere over the holidays. And it's probably going to be one of the things that I, cause I, I need to get, I need, I need to give more time to the final fantasy in general. And I think I'm. It's just I'm convinced, guys. I'm convinced. I just it, it's a it's a good story. Like honestly, I'm, yeah. I I got in at the ground floor when it came out. I'm like, it's gonna be hard to replicate that experience. But like, you're gonna get your own version of that. It, it's been so long since I've since I've played the original that it won't yeah. it won't matter to me. Like it, it's not gonna make. I'm not gonna compare it. I'm not gonna care if it feels different. Whatever. I just want to play a good game and sure. and that and they, that with a good story and that's it. So the developers I, did a great job, even with remake, like, even just remake. Yeah. Like they they that's they I mean, yeah. they bridge the gap in such a beautiful way. Like I I know people like I said they don't like it, but I fell in love with what they did. Like they they clearly we started trying trying to tell the same story, but when they took that new direction, it was like that's that's brilliant. Like they really know what yeah. they're doing with it. So. Clear this whole project, like I said, this wouldn't have happened if Square Enix didn't believe in, in the whole vision. So whatever they're doing, I'm all for it. Final Fantasy 16 is coming out in June. So clearly Square Enix, they're on a good trajectory in general. The last year and a half, they've put out so many good games. Yeah. Especially this year. This year, they've dropped a new game pretty much every month this year. At least one or two games. And it's like, it's that wild. tells me. Yeah, it's crazy, wild. man. So and they're crazy. all good games. Yeah. They've had maybe one stinker, and like, who cares? That that's pretty good. 12, 12 out of fourteen is still pretty good. <laughs> that's it's a pretty damn good batting average, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, and it, it's just yeah. If you're listening, go play this game. Just pick it up wherever you want. I I know people say on Switch is pretty good. I mean, it's thirty frames on there, but hmm. if you have a Steam Deck, play it on Steam Deck. You can you'll get hmm. the original experience with better graphics. All right. Cool. Um, okay. So How about you, I'm Dave? going to, yeah, I, I've been uh, trying to figure out what my next sort of like game pass going to give this game a shot. Okay. Time is. And uh, this week was, uh, I, I had this game pre-installed because I, th yep. I think, I think high on life was, um, I think it was announced during summer games fest. I think that's what it was. I think it was in like a big highlight reel or, or something. Or was it was it the last Xbox show. I don't know. It was the Xbox show. Yeah. That's what it was. That makes sense. Cause it was, it was game pass. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, Oh, this is cool. Oh, Rick and Morty. Oh, it's the yeah. writers of Rick and Morty. Or at least one of the creators of Rick and Morty is, is Justin Roiland. He's going yeah. to help write it. Yeah. Roiland. That's it. And, um, and he's a, a, one of the main voice actors in this too, which is great. Cause he's always funny and awesome. Um, and it's a shooter and it looks like it's kind of colorful and goofy and 
the first thing I thought of when I first saw it was it reminded me of, um, uh, geez, oh my God, now I'm going to forget. Savage to the, Journey to the Savage Planet. Oh, yeah, yeah. From a couple of years ago, which was one of the first games that I installed and played when I got my Xbox Series S and my game and Game Pass. Because okay. I just always had it on my radar and I just never pulled the trigger. And it was like, oh, this is a perfect game. That's not super long. I'm just going to try this. It has a very similar, like, like the world's kind of look similar. Some are colorful, some are a little darker, kind okay. of has traversal, but also gunplay and stuff. Anyways, High on Life is not that game because the tone of it mm-hmm. is super adult, adult swim, Rick and Morty type style. Like there is profanity left and right about butts and dicks and poop and like it's just F words, F bombs everywhere. Like it's just I, I'm going to play a clip here. I'm going to insert a clip here when I edit this episode to just give you give you a taste of it. Hey, oh my god, I broke my fucking leg coming down that pipe. Be careful. Sorry to hear that. Hey, you can't pass through here. It's nine towards turf. Jesus, enough with- Hey, what are you doing? Yes, what the fuck? Holy shit, you just killed Jason! Jason's dead! Oh shit, here we go. Fuck yeah! Oh, fuck yeah! You see in this shit? You see how cool this is? How do you feel, Bounty Hunter? I, I feel pretty good. I-, I-, I really didn't know if we'd be able to pull it off. Alright, it's time. Time for what? Time to carve out a piece of it. I'm thinking we go with a full slab of thigh meat, but since it's your first, I'll let you- Oh god, I can't look, I can't, I can't. Oh fucking hell, she's a gusher. Could we have just taken like a fingernail, some spit, uh, maybe a blood sample? Yeah, sure, could've, I guess. And um, if if any kids listen to this, like just put the earmuffs on because it is, it is bad. Yeah. Like it, it's, so, I, I preface all that by saying the gameplay, because the gameplay is fun and I think it's unique and does some pretty fun stuff and it's kind of goofy and everything, but I just feel like the presentation of and the writing is just a little too much. It's grading after a while. I was going to um, ask you that exact question. Yeah, that that's the issue with it. Like it, it at most of the time, you know, they're going for they're going for comedy, right? right. This is just straight up a comedy game with um with wacky scenarios wacky action wacky weapons that talk to you and they are Mm -hmm. the primary story beats is really just they're the ones sort of filling the exposition um you know you have some other people that you run into and everything but the guns are talking to you during quote-unquote cutscenes, and even while you're fighting at times that's totally fine but when you have moments where there's a lot of story stuff being being given to you and big conversations happening, you're a silent protagonist, so everyone else is talking around you and to you. Um, and those those moments just last too long. You know, I'm sitting there for 10 minutes and I'm like, well, I should just pop on a Rick and Morty episode if I really want to yeah. watch this kind of writing and, and talking. Yeah. And some of the voice acting, like all the voice acting is very well done, mm-hmm. but it's just so over the top and it lasts for so long, some of these conversations that I'm honestly exhausted sometimes yeah. when I'm when I'm watching and listening to these. And, you know, this is roughly a 15-ish hour game, so it's not short. Mm-hmm. So there's a decent amount of those moments. And I just wish those were shorter and I got to more of the gameplay because the gameplay is actually really fun. Um, basically, you have one of five weapons. Four of them are guns. One of them is like a melee weapon. It's a knife. Knife, yeah. They all have they all have names. They all talk to you. They all have their own personality. They're all very well acted. Um, JB Smoove is one of them, and he's like a shot. Oh, he's a shotgun. Yeah. Nice. Um, he's a shotgun, but you can also like his his secondary. His they basically all have three abilities. One of them is just a pistol, a shotgun, a grenade launcher, and essentially a needler from Halo. That's sort of like the other one, um, which is kind of cool. It works in a, in a really interesting way too. It's not exactly the same, but it's close. But like. You know, Gus, who is JB Smooth's character, I guess, you can suck enemies in closer closer to you with the left trigger and then shoot them with the shotgun with the right trigger. And it's kind of a different way of sort of interacting with that. And then his other ability, he shoots like these discs that bounce off enemies. And if the disc ever comes towards you, you can melee it and fire it back at them. It's sort of like you're throwing it almost. So it kind of bounces around the level and you can do this kind of fun stuff with it. There's a zip line. There's things you can climb. There's jetpacks. There's sliding. You know all those types of things that some of these types of games have had, but it does it in a fun, goofy, and entertaining way. I just wish there was 
some of those fights were longer and I just wish there was less of the stuff in between. Yeah. Um, but it's still interesting. It's still a lot of fun. I'm, I still definitely enjoy it and recommend it, especially if that kind of comedy is your thing. Like if that, if you want to enjoy that kind of comedy, if that's your thing, then you're going to get more out of this game than I will. Sure. Um, but I do think that I'm playing this for the gameplay. I'm not playing this for the rest of it. Um, right. Yeah, I'm almost I mean, done, I think, but. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I love Justin Roiland. I love everything his studio does, Squanch Games, yeah. um, in the past and everything. But immediately when I saw this trailer at the, the Xbox showcase earlier this year, my initial feeling was this gun is going to talk way too fucking much to me. And it's yeah. and no matter how long this game is, it's just it's gonna get grading because you you talk about the comedy aspects and I I do believe like just even based off the the clips that have started going viral of this game because I think there are genuinely like hilarious moments. There um, definitely are, yeah. There definitely are funny moments. There definitely are funny characters. Yeah, for sure. I, I feel like that comedy can also like you, you, it's the, the shotgun effect where it's like oh, I'm just gonna throw everything at the player and then maybe three lines out of five minutes will hit them really good the other ones will kind of just fall flat immediately mm -hmm. to one of the funniest games to me are south park the the stick of truth and south park fractured butthole yeah. because both of them are in my opinion masterclass of balancing the gameplay with the the comedy because the comedy mm -hmm. doesn't always come from the kids you, you know stan kyle and all them like swearing and making you know dick and fart jokes it comes from the items it comes from just the pure absurdity that goes on in the world here again i don't i haven't played uh, high on life i have it uh, installed and i can't wait to actually play it myself to be honest um but it does kind of feel like that that overwhelming where we have to just throw as much comedy and humor at the player without it you know being a little more like elevated in a sense you know so uh, yeah it, it's, that, that, it's that's it's what it little, feels like sometimes it's a little yeah, unfortunate like, yeah like for example it's it's little things like um I mean, it's good. It's it's well written and definitely well acted. Like every pretty much every single character is voice acted, regardless of who does it. Sure. And even if it's just a, a an NPC that you walk by, they have a different voice. They they say something funny, and and you sort of move on. Like it could just be something way in the background. It's all really well done, and it's all yeah. like really um, a lot of care is put into that, which is awesome. Um, but you know, it's little things like one of the, like the place where you buy upgrades or some items and stuff is just a pawn shop, right? whatever that's fine they're sort of and they have like all these random items in there that have all these descriptions that you can choose to spend like a couple bucks on as opposed to a couple thousand which would okay. be like an item that would help you and anyways, and they're all very funny and well written and everything like that but you know you walk into the store and the guy that that owns it is just like hey what the fuck do you want all right fucking this there shit and there and it's just okay that's funny the first time but then when i have yeah. to go back between every single mission to do that and it's oh. essentially the same thing just yeah that in a different, you know, with a different sentence. I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. The guy's an asshole that is on a floating uh, chair that has no arms and legs and he's a goofy looking alien that's angry. I understand. Right. Yeah, like but, from it, yeah it's, it's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, so the is only, the only, Trover? what's that? Did you say it's better than Trover? Trover saved the universe. I think I, that, that's what it was called. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I yeah okay. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, love I would that say game. so. I thought it was so funny. It, so did it's, I. It's there's there's moments that are really funny, and then there's moment like for me personally, it just graded yeah. after a while. I think yeah. some of it just overstays its welcome. But at least when you are doing the gameplay, when you are fighting all these aliens, uh, it's fun. So it is worth it, even if the comedy and the writing isn't working for you. And it did for me for the most part. It's just after like. Once I hit like hour eight, I was like, okay, I get it. Right. And I just sort of, you know what it kind of reminds me of, it. or like, I don't want to be like presumptuous with it, but like, I feel like the, the target audience for this is uh, like probably like, you know, like not, not the Rick and Morty crowd, but around that like age demographic where they've never played a video game that swears at them where they're like, yeah, Holy yeah, shit. Like this is so adult. I'm yeah. I'm so into it, but I guess because like we're all in our like 30s and have experienced games like that before, I we're guess. like, yeah, yeah. I I don't it's, need to be sworn at <laughs> every yeah. Every so the, so minutes. there's there's one thing where where it's it it could definitely be that like that could just be part of it. Yeah. Um. And and you know there are there are funny 
you know, conversations that you get into that are sort of like, you know, you chuckle through and you sort of move on and it sets you up for the next mission. I'm like, okay, I get it. That's kind of fun. The only thing is too, like when you mentioned before that the, that the guns might talk too much to you, the weapons might talk too much to mm-hmm. you about, I want to say about an hour, hour and a half in, they give you this option in the settings that you can turn down how much the weapons talk to you. Oh, so they're, the they know, so they <laughs> they're know. in on it. Yeah, which I did. There's like a there's like a never, a sometimes, and a um, you know normal, like which is huh. you know, what they originally intended or whatever. So I did the middle setting, and that helps. But I don't think it's the guns that are the issue that is grading on me. It's everything in between, and gotcha. all the guns are really fun. And what's fun about the the weapons, the knife and the guns, is that they're commenting on stuff that you're doing. Right. So it's like you switch to your to your weapon, and the guy's like, "Hey, I'm back. All right, let's fuck shit up." And then they, you know you. And it's fun. Like, I like it. He's like, yeah, I'm kind of hyped up that this, that yeah. JB Smooth came in and wants to be my effective weapon at the moment and stuff. So all that stuff's kind of cool. Um, I, 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 I'm writing in my review right now that uh, I, I came for the comedy, which is tough to do in video games, came mm-hmm. for the comedy and the writing, um, and I'm staying for the gameplay. Like, that's essentially what it comes down sure. to for me. Um, yeah. So I do think it's worth people's time, especially if this is your kind of writing and comedy. I think it's, it's worthwhile. So I won't go too... I won't go any longer on it. I'll just say, give it a shot. Give it a couple hours, I think, before you sort of really, because it takes some time to get some of the weapons and unlockables and abilities. So I would yeah. say you got to give it a two, three hours to kind of really get a taste for what they're trying to do. Because you can really like literally juggle enemies in the air and flip between your weapons super quickly. And that's where it really starts gelling and feeling better. But that takes a few hours to get the different types of weapons in order to have that variety it sure. works when it does it just takes a couple hours to get there so um yeah high on life yeah. uh look for the review very soon uh sometime this week um and i'm gonna try and put a couple clips of gameplay up on our youtube channel and i'll put a couple clips of uh the profanity in this episode as well <laughs> amazing um all right bobby uh you and i both uh sat down together in a very long uh podcast episode and youtube video from start to finish, from Al Pacino to a random kid on stage of the Game Awards last week. And uh, there's lots of stuff that was talked about in there. Yeah, it is a long show, and we had a lot to to be excited for. um, Because we talked about it as we went. Steve, I want to, we're going to, I'm going to go to you first. Sure. What are like maybe two or three things that got you the most excited, whether it was an award or an announcement? Uh, well, yeah, I guess, I guess covering both of those things, I, I think, uh, in terms of just the awards themselves, I do like, I do like the improved balance that Jeff Keeley came in with, uh, the award show this year. I do feel like there were enough moments where awards were given and people were able to like actually go on stage. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, yes, Al Pacino and Chris, uh, Christopher Judge went a little too long, uh, in, in hilarious fashion, but that being said, I, I do feel like, you know, whether it was um, As Dusk Falls that won or the, you know, at the end, although it was a little, you know, a little messy, but, you know, from software getting their chance to, to speak on stage and everything. I feel like Jeff did actually and has actually tried to hone in and figure out what the right balance is of awards versus uh, yeah. announcements and ads and stuff like that. So it's a tough job, tough to do. Absolutely. To do. I, I don't, yeah. I don't envy him whatsoever for having to put this together, but I think that this year was a very solid one. So uh, kudos to him for actually, you know, giving some, some of these awards sometimes. Now in terms of the announcements, I thought they were a little bit, kind of all over the place where there were some like really hype ones especially at the the front end and maybe like all the way into like the first half and then Mm -hmm. it kind of meandered a bit until like the very end and we got kind of got some like decent ones as well but i mean that's trending too i we all kind of had the you know the assumption that kojima was going to be there whether it was going to be overdose the the leak game the leaked horror game or like some sort of follow-up to death stranding i love the fact that it's death stranding too uh the trailer didn't make any sense to me i have no idea what what is happening in there does his trick do his trailers ever make much sense no no god no no until you get into the game i will say that when i got into death stranding i started experiencing the game i was like oh okay these trailers all make sense now but (laughs) yeah like in the moment no not at all but but that being said i am way excited like so so excited to go back to this universe i think it's Mm -hmm. super weird super creative i love the fact that kojima now actually has not only the 
the support to to make this universe but continue it with these characters with these uh you know actually established actors and actresses and everything and yeah i'm down to get weird with kojima again in in, in death stranding <laughs> so that that one right there was yeah. was my get hype moment uh yeah for sure. and, and bobby you, you were pretty excited i think in, in the moment you were like oh yeah this is cool we we're sort of I, I think we were both trying to figure out what the hell was going on and we were sort of reacting to the scene you know she falls off the super unicycle or whatever that thing was love it. um <laughs> with, with the child it's you know it's weird but then you know the kid falls it's like oh this is crazy whatever yeah but bobby you were excited about this and i know for sure final fantasy was at least one of them for you as well right yeah there was a couple games there was uh what was it banished banisher oh the uh the ban the banished is that what it banishing? was banishing the yeah the the new eden that game let me find the name i have to find the that name. Cool. yeah i'm gonna look really gonna bring cool. up a list that was a fantastic cinematic because you weren't quite sure what it was it was you know i'm the, trying to pull oh, i guess the husband banishers and, ghost of new eden yeah oh it, yeah yeah Don't, that yeah, was i, I had no that was a great trailer going in and yeah. it looked so cool like it was really cool like the the plot yeah. was where she's a ghost like that was cool yeah yeah yeah, but, it was very well constructed, yeah. But yeah, it's just there was a lot of just I wish there was more gameplay in all, in all these trailers. Like we just got these little like announcements, but like nothing cool like that really stuck out. I mean, Final Fantasy 16 was the only one that was all gameplay. It was like 50 like even 75 25 split where it looks incredible for for a game that's yeah. coming out in like 6 months, 8 months. And um I don't know. Hades, two, Hades 2, man. Hades 2 is all I needed. Hades like 2 I said, great, I think, like I said, though. yeah, like I said, when we were when we were recording, I'm like, this is it. They can end it here. You know, show me who won the awards. I don't care what else they announce. All I need is more Hades. I'm, I'm all for it. And I think that announcement specifically would have benefited so much for being in the, the latter half of the award show. Yeah. Mm. Right, because I did think that the, like the one-two punch of having Hades open up the show was strong enough, but then you have the the announcement of Judas right after it, which for me, uh, being a big Bioshock fan, yeah, uh, I I popped off on uh, on both of those, and then I was like, okay, now we're setting the precedent so high that when it started, you know, going down a little bit and tampering, I was like, okay, we just had like two back-to-back banger announcements, and now we're on like <laughs> you know Destiny Two Lightfall, which I'm excited for, but we already know about it, and you know we're getting like update, 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 uh, yep. another look at this game, Kojima, hooray! But then it kind of goes back down again. I was like, oh okay, maybe Hades should have been like near the near the back, and like maybe up against you know Final Fantasy Sixteen. Because we already knew no, about that no, game. No, no, you can't put those two together. Because like, <laughs> Hades would have been perfect for like an interlude, just something in the middle to break up. Yeah, both. yeah, yeah that, that's agree. the thing. Well, Fantasy trying... Fifteen is the biggest game that was announced there. We have to admit it. I, I think so. I think it there, was. But like, it's Final yeah. Fantasy. There's a reason yeah. why that was the last announcement. It is so popular. Yeah, even even if we knew it was coming, I mean, it's it's a it's a new Final Fantasy game. It's it's, it's huge. Just, it's a huge thing in itself because it's huge. Now. Just just that on its own, it it could be it you know the next whatever the next seven one was. Be. Either way, that would have been massive. Like it doesn't matter which one it has Final Fantasy in the title. That is huge. The um, only thing I didn't like was yeah, like that. It, there's at least tri- like that Judas trail. I I just it's power shock in space, and I've already discussed this with so many people. He literally left his studio to make the same game. It space. just looks very, very similar. Yeah, it, it it is. It's not even that it is similar. It's the same game. It yeah. from <laughs> it's literally just this place universe. <laughs> the whole gimmick of Bioshock is there's always a lighthouse and there's always a city. So like literally, it looks like we're getting the exact same thing. It just that's why I was disappointed. I I am a Bioshock fan. That's the worst part about it. It's just I I love Bioshock. I love Bioshock one. Two, I can go either way, but Infinite, I love that world. Like they did such a good job with that world. But then he fell off the face of the planet for seven years. I mean, he's been working on this game for like eight years at this point, and we've got mm-hmm. nothing but a trailer. And then you have Cloud Chamber working on a brand new Bioshock, which I would have loved to see. Like they should have put right. Bioshock there. And then whatever Ken Levine's working on, maybe like at a summer game fest or like something else, like the game awards. Like, no, sorry, that's not a game awards game to me. It's I, I'm, I'm excited because Bioshock of because yeah I love so Bioshock it's just yeah I, I'm just because of who's making critic. it right who who the who the the main guy is that's involved is why I think it's exciting even if it does have similar feel and gameplay and world idea or whatever 
I just, I, I, I think it's just because who's behind it. I think is really, I think that's, that's what the hype was. I think that's yeah. what the announcement was, was absolutely, Hey, this is what he's been working on. But yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think it's evident in the fact that when anyone kind of talks about Bioshock, it's always Ken Levine's Bioshocks yeah, that, that yeah. get the praise, right? With the exception of the the Bioshock 2's uh, DLC. I can't remember what the, the name of it is, but there's a reason why Bioshock 2 is kind of like the bastard son because of Levine's, uh, you know, involvement. He wasn't <laughs> on it. So, um, yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing I think that worries me most about Bioshock 4 is that, yeah, it's a Bioshock game, but without like the heart and soul, it's just going to be Bioshock 2. Point one, you know, uh, it, until we see more like they can come out swinging. I don't know. But this yeah. Judas, knowing that it's, you know, Ken Levine, he's coming back. He's doing the Bioshock treatment that has me excited. Like, it doesn't matter to me that much that he he skipped a uh, skip town on this previous uh, <laughs> <laughs> his, his, his previous studio, because we don't know, like, because to me, I don't I don't know who else he has at the studio and everything, like what kind yeah, of uh, rapport yeah. he has with who he's working with. So maybe they can come out swinging with something that's genuinely, you know, in line with what Bioshock was, but innovative in different ways. Maybe it's the story or something like that. I don't know. Um, well, that that's interesting. That was that was Jeff's sort of, you know, intro is that like there's there's something, you know, great going on here. You know, it's it's Levine. It's all the, like that. I understand he's trying to hype it up as well. That's of part course. of his job as be as being the host. That's totally fine. Um, but, you know, I, I I trust what he's saying. I think I think he's right. I, 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 I trust him way more because want... of how much emotion was behind it. It wasn't just him hyping it up but like you could tell he was like visibly like almost getting like choked up over the fact that he had this announcement i was like holy shit like this is something for yeah. him. yeah but he but he didn't he didn't shed a tear like he did for armor core so i don't know no. <laughs> so which one is it <laughs> i would like to be proven wrong like don't get me wrong like if it's sure sure game, but like it's just like it's i don't like i, I call them a one-trick pony and i feel like that's what he's doing I mean, it's, it's just, possible, but you know, the, the game. Like, this, this would be the third time in a row now. If we, if we, if it is what it is, you had Bioshock, you had Bioshock Infinite, and then you have Judas. And it's just like, why don't you just let him make Bioshock then? And then, then... <laughs> right, just give him the name, man. Yeah. <laughs> but like, don't um, get me wrong. I, I, I would love, like I said, I want to be proven wrong. I hope the new Bioshock is as good as it is because they hired yeah, yeah, the yeah, narrative yeah. director of, of Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. Which is a big thing. So yeah, I which is awesome. and, they have, and they have yeah. the writer uh, Mel Cordy. She worked on Assassin's Creed Odyssey, so they have a good team. So they, I, I have faith in them. It's just like, I, well, I, let's see what I it want is. to see. Bioshock. Where is Bioshock? Yeah. I hope both games are great. I, exactly. Same thing. Exactly. I just I want to see want. them come out within two months of each other and just butt heads. Like I just want to see. What, I mean, that's terrible. I want them to do well and them to succeed. But you know what I mean. <laughs> Be interesting. Yeah. No, there was some great announcements on on. I uh, for me for me as well. On top of Hades, I don't know if I just really like spending time in hell, but you know, Diablo Four is. Yeah, that was a great. Is, I mean, like we know it's coming. You know, now we have more of a solid idea of when exactly, or mm-hmm. at least another idea of when the presentation was big. You know, they had a musical number before it. Yeah. Uh, the trailer, I think, like we said when we were watching it, Bobby, like blizzard and it just always has the most incredible trailers even if you have no idea who the characters are what the hell's going on necessarily you know this isn't a kojima trailer so you kind of have an idea it's light against dark sort of sort of thing but it's just they look so good they're so dynamic and i don't i we've seen gameplay i think roughly a year ago maybe it was eight months ago or something so like maybe it's changed a little bit since then so i didn't necessarily need to see gameplay it would have been nice to see if anything was different but also it's diablo it's top down it's rpg we know right. it has some verticality to it now um you're yeah. gonna have the classes like all this kind of stuff i just i just want this game so badly because i just love this series so much so the fact that we got a little bit more from it we got a great cinematic um and we have a more solid date right now i i all for it this will be the game of the summer if it hits its release date for me um, I'm likely all I play between June and September. I'm I'm right there with you. I think I think that like speaking to the trailer's placement and everything, I think it complemented really well with the the uh, early impressions and previews yep. that just came out, which all sound great by the way. Like ev- like everything that I'm hearing about this game is just yes. up my goddamn alley. Uh, the trailer <laughs> looked great. 
uh Tyrion coming down from the the skies and everything and just kicking ass oh i loved it um it, I think I think it's really interesting and almost kind of scary that we're getting this game in June and then Baldur's Gate three a month or two right after that. I'm like, yeah. oh no, yeah, <laughs> oh that's it's, scary. Uh, it's, that's, it's that's a lot. Baldur's Gate is slated for August at the moment, so oh. I mean, two massive games. I I don't have a ton of experience with Baldur's Gate, but this looks awesome. I'm not a huge yeah. D&D person, but regardless, like you don't it's need just, to be, though. It's just you don't need all, to be. Yeah, really that, that's the whole to. point of it, right? Yeah, the whole like point the is anti- that they're making D&D accessible. D&D. Yeah. yeah. And that's and that's awesome. That's great. I mean, it, it's got a good team behind it. It looks freaking great. We, it was a good trailer, too, as well. So there's lots in 2023. Um, I, I think... Yeah, for me, it's it's spending time in hell in 2023 in in digital hell with with Diablo four and and Hades, too. We'll we'll see if it actually gets a release. I'm sure it'll actually, quote unquote, be released in 2024, but that's fine. I played the first one in beta. I'm going to do the same with this. I'm 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 a sucker for anything that Supergiant does. So that's top of my list. No matter what comes along, it's going to be top of my list. That's it. I think uh, I think I said last week under my breath a little bit it, it's if it's not a, my favorite game of all time it's a top three or five hades wow. like i just absolutely love it yeah it's um, so it's like really it. hard for me to to not have that up there um as my big hype moment so um yeah i, th- I think i think that's what we there's but there was a couple there's a few announcements that can get us excited for the year but i, I think those are the the heavy hitters as well at least as I far agree. as what was shown at yeah. the game awards and um yeah and, and i i agree i think the show was 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 good it was a little long i think i think yeah, bobby I think you and i were both saying like oh man our eyes are burning just like looking at the screen for it was almost three hours yeah. straight yeah because <laughs> yeah, he was like it's shorter this year but it was it was not short it was, no, it wasn't. was the exact same length as it was last year and it's like come yeah. on guys i i do wish that there was, I think Steve, you're right. I think there's a little bit of a, I mean, it's hard to get that balance. I think like we said off the top, but I do wish that some of the awards were given a little bit more of a chance. Sure. And there was a couple less trailers and a couple less announcements. I understand yeah. that's where the money is. I understand mm-hmm. that that's just what you have to do. Um, and it's still real. fun. Look at us just talking about this for the last 20 minutes. Like, sure. Of um, but I, I wish some of like the indie games and, and things like that were, were given a little bit more, um, time i think that that's that's my only disappointment with it so i agree i think that like indie game of the year definitely should be something that is celebrated on stage bring those developers up there i think that's a very spoiled opportunity and i was one thing one big criticism that i had of it and i was super disappointed to see it this year was the treatment of esports um oh yeah was the fact that i'm okay i understand that it's not for everyone it's a very niche category within the video game industry I'm okay with it being relegated to the pre-show and everything. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they didn't even take the time to read through the nominations, they were like, here they are, and the winner is. On to the next one. And I tweeted out, I was like, cool, there's your 30 seconds of esports. See you next year. Like, yeah. If you're going to have the categories, at least give them the respect to to read them all out. Like, go one by one. Even if it's going to be relegated to the 30-minute pre-show that no one's really going to watch because the main show starts at 8 o'clock. I understand that. That's fine. Then don't have the don't have esports coach of the year if if it really means that much to you that you can't even read out the names of the people, don't have it because in, in my opinion yeah, I think that's I, a huge disrespectful uh, like moment. Yeah, of course. It, it regardless of if it was esports or something else, like everyone deserves at least that extra time. You know, everyone's put put their life into this. This is you know their life. This is their passion. This is why they're here. They're excited. Their family is excited. Their their studio is excited. Their team, all of this stuff. Like it's just give them that. Ch- like that's why we're here. Yep. But at the same time, yep. it's not on NBC. It's not selling commercial time. There needs to be some sort of in between. Those trailers are what make this happen. So I yeah. I, I, I kind of get it. Um, and we also don't, as we just said, we don't want this thing to be four and a half hours either. So that's true. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what I don't know what the ultimate solution is. I just. Um, I don't know if it's it's narrowing down certain categories. I don't know if it's splitting it up into a couple of days. You know, day yeah. one is is a mix of this. Day two is a mix of this. I don't know. I don't know if it's too much. Um, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's hard, hard to say. Hard to say. The we, good thing is, though, we don't have to 
We don't have to. Exactly. <laughs> we don't have to do any of it. We can just keep it as it is. Yeah, exactly. We get to we get to complain or praise it. Yeah, exactly. We don't have to come up with solutions. <laughs> Our paycheck doesn't change no matter what. So no. No. <laughs> we're not even included, so I don't really care. Right. So there's <laughs> so the, there's, Jeff Keighley doesn't really care about Canadians. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he said something about home He's something home at one Canada, point, but that's but, it. Nope. We got nope, CBC not really. voting. ZBC voting for for video games, which makes no sense. But. <laughs> that primary video game source. <laughs> I don't get it. Whatever. I mean, good kudos to everybody. It was. It's no shade. It's just it. It. No. It's it's a head scratcher for all of us. I know we're sure. All... That's fair. Yeah, I think so. Um, <sighs> so all right, guys. Uh, let's yeah. Let's let's uh, let's move on to our game of the year discussion for our next uh, episode or two. That Love is it. what's going to happen. Keep your eyes on uh, console creatures. Keep your ears on the podcast feed. We are going to narrow down our choices, talk about our personal favorites, and also sort of pick uh, what, our, what our top ones will be for the website as well. Um, until that time, uh, Steve, where's everyone finding your good stuff out there? Uh, yeah, just find me across the internet at Asvigvari. And Bobby, console creatures where they're finding all our good stuff out there, right? Consolecreatures.com, uh, Instagram. Spotify, we're on everything now. We're all over even there. Hive. Even Hive, whenever it decides to come back, because I don't yeah. know where's Hive. We <laughs> need it's Hive. Back open. It's back open. Nope, it's still down. Well, it was down till this. I don't this like afternoon. I was looking. It was down. It was still like it has oh, been it very is. very spotty for me at least uh, oh, since yeah. it initially well, like, went down. I know they're it's pushing up an update today for sure. They said they're they're pushing new server update today. So who knows? But like, ah, okay. I'm, we're we're on there. We're gonna try and focus on more hive in the future once they give account switching because i think that's the one thing i know we all want is account switching oh that'd be good yeah that's uh, a nice yeah. Little, little feature and stuff yeah yeah for sure um okay so console creatures are out there uh and uh, keep an eye on our game of the year stuff we will uh talk to everybody next time bye